Here at RGPC, since last Sunday's sermon on gratitude, we have all had a week's homework assignment. And it's called an Attitude of Gratitude Challenge, which calls us to give thanks for our blessings and not just say thanks as we pass somebody by, but to be thankful until thankful is who we become. So every day this past week, we were to look at someone and say these words, I thank God for you. Okay, so how did we all do? By a show of hands, how many people remembered to say, I thank God for you? Oh, please, more hands. Please. I think we'll be doing this challenge till Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness, too fun. There are extra cards on the wall of gratitude in the back. You filled out white postcards last week that said, I thank you God for, and you filled it in. And we got so many of them. They're now a display as you leave the sanctuary on the right. And there's extra cards for you to write more on. We want to fill up the wall and even more important, we want to fill up our lives that we are people of gratitude. So since I've now expanded this assignment through Thanksgiving, I'll start. I thank you, God, for everybody here today, and I mean it. More than this, I want to say to our first responders and our military and their families, I want to say these words to you, and I hope you hear them all the time. Thank you for your service. It is my hope that you hear them in churches when you walk into them. We thank you for protecting us, that no matter the cost, you go out and you serve. We thank you, whatever your rank or your service time, if you're retired or if you're a veteran or if you're working, if you serve in a support position or you are a member of the military or first responder community, we thank you. And I hope you realize that countless prayers make their way to God's ear every day for you all and your families. Thank you for always knowing that you are out there for us, and now we want you to know that we whisper in God's ear for your safety and that your families would be watched over. And I know that it may seem at times that God doesn't answer prayer, but God does. And that's where the faith piece kicks in. God hears our prayers, and God hears yours, because God cares, and God responds. You're not alone. God is with you. His love for you is unchangeable, unshakable, impenetrable, without end, unwavering. God in Christ is the strength beyond all of our strength. His love makes all things possible. In our faith in him, like the words in Ephesians 6, 23, can bring peace to the whole community. Jesus, by his own example, has shown us that following him into a life of serving others is the foundation for which we work and we play. Notice, too, that Jesus didn't send his disciples out just one at a time. He sent them out two by two. He didn't want them to be alone in the world. He wanted them to be together. Interesting. 
I wonder if he chose to do that for reasons of safety or mutual support. I think perhaps both. Whatever came their way, they would face it together. When they could taste the dust from the road in their mouths, when the journey grew unbearably long, when one town started looking like the next, or even when they had found themselves wandering from the right path, they worked together, knowing that with Jesus, what looked impossible could be possible. So all of us are with you, military, first responders and families. And we're with you in the city of Livonia, and our goal as we do these blessing bags is to reach as many sectors of the city as possible that we can work together, collaboratively, because we know that if we combine our resources and our amazing people together, we can do amazing things in this city. And also, also, all you have to do is look at all the people that are in this morning's service Oh my goodness, they come from Livonia, Westland, Novi, Warren, Oak Park. So imagine that God's vision of community could never be kept to one geographical location. God is way bigger than that. God envisions community on the large scale just as much as God envisions community. And scripture tells us where just one or two are gathered. Christ is in their midst. A story for you. At the time of World War II, there was a little boy named Alexander. He was poor and he lived in a remote village in Europe. And one day on a dirt road not far from his home, he found the broken pieces of a mirror from a German motorcycle that had been wrecked in that place. Alexander kept the largest piece of the mirror for himself. And he found that by scratching it on a stone, he could make it round. He began to play with it as a toy because he had no toys. He became fascinated by the fact that it could reflect light into dark places where the sun would never shine, in deep crevices, in dark closets. And it became a game for Alexander to get light into the most inaccessible places he could find. And he kept that little mirror. And as he grew up, he would take it out of his pocket from time to time and continue the challenge of the game. When Alexander became a man, he grew to understand that this was a metaphor, really, for what he would come to do with his life. Alexander worked for many years trying to bring peace between the bitterly divided countries of Europe after the war. He once addressed a crowd, and during a peace negotiation, he said these words. I came to understand that I am not the light or the source of light. The light only shines in dark places if I choose to reflect it. I am a fragment of a mirror whose whole design and shape I do not know. Nevertheless, with what I have... I can reflect light into the dark places of my world and change some things in some people. Perhaps others will see and do likewise. I believe that this is what God is calling us to do, each and every single one of us. It is reflecting light, the light of our faith, into the dark places wherever we can. 
God gets under any part of us made of stone into every dark crevice, into the depths of our hidden hearts, into the depths of our lives. And with the tiniest pinprick of light, his love for us, when we least expect it, he cracks us wide open and pours in full measures when we least expect it of grace and forgiveness and love and hope. You see, God picks up the broken glass of our life and shows us how even in our own brokenness, we still are able to carry his reflection out into the world in need. And the more we do so together, the greater the light. In this church family, we have swung the doors wide open in hospitality ready to welcome all who enter in so we can find new avenues for service. Jesus sends us out as a community in all kinds of places, places we never imagined we'd go. And when we go, we see that we too can begin to pour love and grace and faith and compassion into the lives of those we go to serve. We can offer God's strength beyond our strength. We can offer God's love that makes all things possible. So the RGPC Mission Station has transformed our beautiful building into a home base of operations, where daily we live out our Christian call to tend and to feed and to care for one another, the sheep of Christ's pasture. He has called us to follow in his footsteps by joining others who have a mission of serving of building an increasingly vital community. So how do we do that? Side by side. Whatever role we serve, whatever our training or background, we listen to one another's stories. We build relationships based on trust. And together we combine our, our resources and learn from one another as we serve our community. We reflect the light of God's love like the sun overhead when seeds have been planted in fertile soil. There are days when we'll get upset. And on those days when we can't find peace, we know the one who can give us peace. There's going to be days when we're exhausted. And then we know that God grants us strength. And then there's going to be days when things just seem impossible. And then God will grant us courage because God knows that nothing is too hard for us when we go out in his name. And when our heart grows faint, God's love for us will be our rock. We remember that you can't stop God's love. It crushes barriers. It breaks and builds bridges. It finds a way through. It never gives up. It is hard work. God's love listens. God's love doesn't look the other way and wait for someone else to do it. God, like a firefighter, rushes in. God, like a police officer, brings order to our days. And I will leave you with this story. Missionary physician Dr. Albert Schweitzer gave his life to serve those who lived in the African jungle. And Schweitzer was said to have hung a lamp from the front of the hospital, and just under it, there was a sign, 
that light could go and cast far into the jungles. And that light became a beacon of hope and healing for all those who came in the dark to find medical care and to find hope. And on that sign was printed this, at whatever hour you come, you will find light and hope and human kindness. Both the sign and the lamp were marks of Schweitzer's faith. They gave him direction and vision. They showed him how to live God's reflection. Light, hope, and human kindness, three qualities our world is in desperate need of. Qualities like broken pieces of our hearts that in God's hands can heal and mend us so that our lives can reflect his love like the mirror. Then it will challenge us, mold us, shape us to be the community God has always meant us to be. So let's go together on the way. Thanks be to God. And all the people say, Amen.